Welcome to the Equine Energy Medicine Podcast with your host, Audrey McLaughlin. Hi, friends. Welcome to season three and episode 32 of the Equine Energy Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Audrey. If you're new here, I'll take just a quick second to introduce myself. I'm Audrey. I am a uh, equine naturopath, nutritionist, and energy medicine practitioner, and I help you keep your horse healthy, sound, and rideable well into their 30s. Today, we're talking about thrush. Now, I uh, get a ton of questions on TikTok about thrush, and I love answering y'all's questions, but I guess maybe that's why TikTok serves me certain things. And up in my FYP popped this video about how this person had tried everything for thrush. This person had tried uh, literally everything over the past two years. She goes on to say that she tried everything, including increasing and decreasing circulation, everything over the counter, all the crunchy remedies, all the things. In the very end, she ended up using an antibiotic that is designed for mastitis in cow, uh, in bovines. So, and all of that is totally fine. But what I want to talk about today a little bit is um, what is thrush? What are some natural remedies for thrush? And what can we do overall to prevent and remedy thrush so that it's not a two-year battle? Um, it's more of a nip this chronic issue in the bud, get it at the root cause, and then move forward from there. There is a reason why local farriers refer thrush cases to me because they know that it is more than the feet. You know, I talk about this a lot in my human practice. In fact, we just did an episode last, I think it aired last week, uh, about psoriasis, where I said psoriasis isn't a problem of the skin. The symptom is on the skin. And it's the same thing for horses and thrush. Um, Obviously, thrush and psoriasis are not the same thing. But um, people hyper-focus on, oh my God, this is a foot problem, a foot problem, a foot problem. The foot problem is the symptom of the underlying root cause. So let's talk about that a little bit. So let's talk about what is thrush. Thrush is an infection of the frog. So if you pick your horse's foot up and you look kind of in the center, there's that little V, looks like a a really steep little short angled mountain. Um, That's the frog. This infection can also invade collateral grooves. Um, And often we see it kind of take up residence and really infect the central sulcus. If you're not sure what the central sulcus is, I... If you're not sure what I'm talking about when I say central sulcus, definitely Google pictures of equine central sulcus, um, and you'll be able to see what that looks like. There are some common bacteria that grow with thrush, but really it can be any kind of bacteria um, that can either be the central bacteria or even assist in the disease process. It's really interesting. Thrush happens so often that a lot of people are like, ah, no big deal. But when you leave it untreated, when it gets really really bad when it actually gets below that dermal layer of the foot, it can cause serious pain, lameness, and sometimes permanent damage. Okay. So thrush left untreated or allowed to recur can cause permanent lameness. There are even studies from big vet clinics uh, at major universities or vet clinicians at major universities where thrush is a factor in most, most lamenesses. And unfortunately, thrush isn't always very easy to recognize. You know, if if it is an easily recognizable case, you can smell the thrush. It's a foul kind of flesh, rotty, 
smell, stink. Um, you might see some discharge. There could be patches of black or missing frog tissue where that tissue is actually decaying. Um, but the frog in the central sulcus will become really, really tender. Sometimes it bleeds if it's scraped. Um, and usually that central sulcus, and again, you'll have to look up a picture so I know what I, so you know what I'm talking about if you're not familiar, but it'll be much, much deeper uh, than normal. Horses that have thrush tend to be uh, a little skittish. They don't really want their feet handled. Um, they might stand or lean their weight a little bit forward on their toes to help relieve some of that pressure. I mean, they could even be really sensitive when walking across like things like gravel and all those things. So a lot of times people have a thrush type lameness and they're like, oh, my, my horse is tender footed. Uh, and oftentimes, this isn't always, there's lots of reasons why horses are tender footed. Oftentimes this is why a horse ends up in shoes unnecessarily. Just like thrush cases can be really, really obvious, they can also be really, really hard to uh, to see, particularly in the times of year where we might have low moisture and the ground is dry and hard. A lot of times we'll look at the foot and we'll say, oh, you know what, that, that frog is really dry. There's no way it could be um, a thrushy type uh, infection because people associate thrush with moisture. And that is true. Thrush can be, uh, you know, one of the root causes of thrush can be moisture, but it can also occur um, and frequently does occur in dry climate horses as well. So that begs the question, if it can happen in wet or dry conditions, if it is caused by a bacteria, how do we keep a horse thrush free and therefore sound, right? And again, fully understanding that we're specifically talking about thrush here, not other reasons for lameness. Well, essentially, and this is going to sound a lot easier said than done, but there are many, many factors, of course, but essentially a healthy, correctly functioning foot or hoof um, that gets plenty of movement in a clean environment is likely to remain thrush free. Now, let's pick that apart a little bit. So what I said was a correctly functioning healthy hoof that gets plenty of movement in a clean environment. What does that mean? First, let's talk about clean environment because that's the one that people pick apart. And they're like, well, my horses are outside. Yes, all horses should be outside as much as humanly possible, even the expensive show horses, okay? A clean environment is simply one where a horse is not forced to continually walk or to stand in manure and urine, right? Continual exposure to these type substances is really, really damaging to the hoof, especially the tissue of the frog. And it really can create fissures um, and give the, the bacteria a place to hide really, really easily. You have to think of the content. Urine is typically rather acidic, uh, and then that kind of opens up the areas, and then the bacteria gets in and makes those holes bigger. So a lot of times a horse being on turnout is actually way, way better than a horse standing in a stall. And we could get into that on a different episode. Uh, one of the five F's of, of horse um, health is freedom, right? And freedom doesn't generally happen in a stall. Now, another thing that I said is that a hoof that gets plenty of movement, right? So a hoof that gets a lot of movement is much more likely not to hold on to junk. It's going to have better circulation uh, and be more robust overall. It makes it very much more resistant to dis-ease. So it's just like uh, humans. Movement makes you more resistant to disease. A healthy moving horse and foot makes 
it more resistant to disease. This is one of the things that uh, the the person that inspired this episode about chronic thrush um, had said in their video is that they had tried more circulation. Awesome. Always, always, always more circulation. They'd also tried less circulation, which uh, is almost never the answer for these kind of things. You, In order to have healthy blood flow and to keep the cells turning over to feed the feet, you have to have healthy, healthy circulation. A horse that has the space to move can create that circulation uh, or help to assist that circulation. So that is part of getting a, a hoof that gets plenty of movement. Now, another thing that I said in that sentence was a correctly functioning hoof. And that means that the hoof is able to flex right? The hoof is able to flex. Um, So that means that the sole is able to pop out packed in material and it is less likely to harbor that bacteria. So anything that limits the flexibility of the foot increases the ability of the foot to trap and hold that bacteria. So let's think about things that decrease the mobility of the foot. I'll give you just a second to think about it. Shoes, right? Most commonly, metal shoes significantly decrease the flexibility of the horse's hoof. I mean, that is something you want them to have. You want them to have nice, um, flexible, functioning feet. And then lastly, because this is one that we can really dive into, um, a healthy hoof, right? A healthy hoof overall is something important to prevent and heal thrush. Uh, A healthy hoof, it means that it is not contracted, that it is in good balance, that there is no heel pain, right? Which can be caused by that deep central sulcus infection. Um, A healthy hoof is, now this is the important part. This is the part that most people don't ever think of when they think of, of treating thrush. A healthy hoof is not in metabolic distress. It is not suffering from mineral deficiencies and is not suffering from excessive carbohydrates. So all of these things compromise the foot and compromise the tissue of the frog. And so all of this, we're what, 10 minutes in now? All of this to say that the one thing that this person did not do was address nutrition status. The one thing. They tried all the topical things to clear up thrush. Recurrent thrush, thrush that won't go away, is not going to clear up nine times out of 10 without either a really strong antibiotic, and often that's not enough, and or nutritional change in the diet. Now, which one addresses the root cause? Nutritional change in the diet is the only one that addresses the root cause. Now, that's not to say you shouldn't be using pure soul or any of that stuff to address the outside of the foot at the same time. Some of that will help, but you also have to understand that feet live, horse feet live in a dirty environment. You can't really control anything else except for the nutrition. So what do we mean by when we're saying a uh, metabolic, a horse that, or a hoof, or a horse that is not in metabolic distress, that is, has sufficient mineral intake and usage in the body and is not taking in excessive carbohydrates. This is where so many people go wrong. We're using supplements that have, even the foot supplements, I just saw two horses uh, a day or two ago, both with chronic thrush, and they were on uh, an, a 
gosh, I'm not even sure if I should say the brand names anymore. They were on Purina and Rich and uh, do more healthy hoof supplement. If you look at both of those feeds, they were also on a pasture with really, really spring type grass, even though it's in January, they shouldn't be on spring grass. Um, But because of the weather they're having, they really have a lot of spring grass. So basically they're getting sugar, sugar, and then a supplement of sugar, right? So that leads to the body's inability to get rid of that thrush infection. When you add that onto the fact that none of these, uh, neither the, the ration balancer nor the hoof supplement had any kind of minerals that were bioavailable to the equine body, you end up with a recipe for thrush. Now, the good thing is these horses were barefoot, so their feet were getting plenty of movement. They were in a nice, clean environment. However, the dietary influx is going to keep them into thrush and abscesses over and over and over again um, until they end up with a permanent lameness situation. Have you ever heard of hand, foot, and mouth disease? It's a it's a infection that children get. And uh, thrush is not like that for horses, but I once read a book where they compared, they called thrush the hoof and mouth disease, right? And that's because high sugar, high starch diets, meaning diets that have grain in them, that have cane molasses in them, um, and some other factors. Uh, and uh, let me clear, the, I'm going to get off on a tangent here. A lot of times I say grain and people say, oh, I don't give my horses grain. I give them Purina Enrich, which is a product with grain in it, right? So any kind of feed pellet, concentrated feed pellet, all-in-one type feed pellet is likely going to be high in starch, high in sugars, high in grain. Those are things that feed thrush, okay? Too much sugar, too much starch in a horse's diet is a root cause for thrush, particularly for chronic thrush. I see this a lot when thrush infections tend to linger. Um, And so no matter what you do, Oftentimes, those thrush infections will come back if the diet remains high in sugar and high in starch. The factor here that causes the most confusion is that it takes time for the horse's body to heal from eating that high sugar, high starch diet. Um, So normally what we do is we change the feed, we increase the minerals, and then in four, five months, then you start to see that nice, healthy foot start to form. Generally, the thrush infection stops before then, but it takes time for it to get better. Now, there are some ways we can speed this up. There are some products we can use to speed this up, and there are some tests we can use to speed this up, right? So on the test function, you can do a minerals metal minerals and metals main test, and that will give us some insight onto what minerals are low. Um, The reason why I like to test the mane, particularly for issues like thrush, like hoof abscesses, um, is because it gives us not only insight into exactly how the horse's body is utilizing um, the feed and the minerals, but it also points to uh, how much of what you're putting in the horse's body is actually making it past those vital internal organs and into the feet, the coat, the mane, the tail. Now, the other thing to do is to treat it naturally. Your farrier can help you. There are lots of good options. There's copper sulfate. There's I really like Pure Soul. Um, it is a spray and a mud pack that you can do. Um, I am more of a fan of leaving thrush open air. So you pack the mud in every other day or every two or three days, um, and you give it a good spritz with the Pure Soul spray and then move on about your day. 
Additionally, on the energetic side of things, you can address what's called the ting points. The ting points are points that kind of go around the face of the clock, right around the coronary band of a horse's foot. Um, so you'll find one on the north side, the south side, the east side, the west side, and then in between each one of those points. You can really assess and feel if those points are concave or convex. Do they poke out? Do they poke in? And this is just another layer to address uh, overlying energetic imbalances in the horse's body that can contribute to thrush. So quick overview. Thrush has one part bacteria, right? One part external symptom. One big part, the root cause, is often dietary in nature and then also an energetic root as well. When you stop band-aiding it with all of these topical solutions and changing it, can't, can't get it fixed, can't get it cleared up, all of these things, and you start to address the root cause, that's when you find permanent healing. That's when you find a permanent um, resolution for that chronic thrush problem. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. I will be back next time with an episode on hair mineral analysis tests. And the reason why, I know that I just did an episode on mineral tests for horses back in August. We're going to readjust some common problems, address some myths about hair tests, as well as some facts. So I hope you'll tune in for that one. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Equine Energy Medicine Podcast. Ratings and reviews are always appreciated. We'll catch you in the next episode.